I'm Robin. And I'm Wayne. We're investors at VMG Partners, and we help build iconic consumer brands. Every day, some of the world's most fascinating founders share their stories with us before they've made it. Their highs and lows. Mistakes and triumphs. But always extraordinary results. And now we're sharing these stories with you. This is Unfinished Biz. Yeah, and I'm like a stalker. What I do, I go to different stores. I go to different stores, and and if I know uh, Goldfield is in that store, I just walk around and just the appreciation of seeing it on the shelves and stuff like that. So you know, it, it's kind of cool. On this episode of Unfinished Biz, Goldfield founder Jerry Rice and his co-founder and daughter Jaquie Rice walk us through the Goldfield journey. Goat Fuel is a lifestyle and health-focused energy brand that focuses on a variety of flavors and unique ingredients designed to separate it from its competitors. But let's be honest, Jerry Rice also happens to be an NFL Hall of Famer and three-time Super Bowl champion who holds the record for most touchdowns in the NFL. This is a pretty exciting episode for us. But the labels were running late <laughs> and... Dad saw it as an opportunity to say, actually, let's not, don't let those labels get here. We're going to make a change. And we're all sitting there like, now? He's like, yeah, now. I want my name off the can. Find out why Goat Fuel's unique approach to energy came to be, how Jerry, Jaqui, and their family learned to lean into the Goat Fuel vision, and what's ahead in 2022 for the brand. Unfinished Biz starts now. Well, Wayne, I think this was a great one. Uh, we get to meet Jaqui, a uh, multiple-time entrepreneur. Um, this was in her first business. Her first business was in hair extensions. And then she pivoted all the way to energy drinks. And she had a kind of an unknown business partner in this guy named Jerry Rice. Apparently, he plays football. I don't know. Um, but really awesome to see the dynamic between Jaqui and Jerry as a daughter and a father and as business partners as well. So this was a fun one. And absolutely fitting that we taped this episode just before the Super Bowl. And you're going to get to hear Jerry's take on the NFC Championship as well as Super Bowl predictions. So, so stay tuned on that front. You would think as a three-time Super Bowl champion in Jerry Rice that he would have been highly engaged in the energy drink category. But you're going to hear why it, it wasn't actually part of his lifestyle but why he wants to be part of this one. And part of that is the unique formulation that you're gonna hear all about, as well as the genesis of the of the Goat Fuel name. Spoiler alert, it's, it's not just because he's Jerry Rice. And you're about to hear how Jerry and Jaquie built this family business called Goat Fuel. Normally, we start with, you know, how did your entrepreneurial journey begin? But we want to, you know, we, we this is interesting timing. It's one week after we, we were just talking with Jerry about this. What a what a what a what a bummer. You know, Robin and I are huge Niners fans. Uh, any any quick thoughts, Jerry, on uh, on the game last weekend against the Rams? I am completely devastated right now. I, I really thought it was going to be a repeat of the Bengals. And the 49ers, Super Bowl 23. Yes. When Montana comes into the huddle, there's three minutes, 10 seconds left in the ball game. Joe calls out two plays. Someone says something about John Candy being in the stands. And all of a sudden, <laughs> we break the huddle, complete quietness. And we move the ball all the way downfield, and we win that Super Bowl. So 
it's frustrating to me. It still hurts. You know, I've been out of the game for a long time, but I guess it was not in the cards this year. It was not meant to be for the 49ers, but it still hurts. It was, it was still a great season for the Niners. Um, that's not, no, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that's not I, I love good it. enough. Yeah. That's not good enough. The thing is, when you get an opportunity like that, you got to kick that door in. You know, you never know when you might get back, uh, you know, to a that's game true, of that magnitude right. or get back to the Super Bowl. So, you know, you could tell with Debo Samuel, he was completely exhausted. He was yeah. devastated. And uh, I've been there so many times. I know what that feels like. And it always, like, when we lost a game of that magnitude, it took until next season, until I went into training camp to let it go. I was, I was, I was so dialed in and, and so into it. So I got one, one question before we hop into the, the core part of the show. Fourth and two. Go for it. Would you, what, go would for you it. Want, yes. Who you talking about? Go for it. Yeah. You, exactly. you got to go for that. Yeah. They, they, got a, they got a net 24 yards out of that punt. You know, 24 yards. And, you know, maybe because they didn't have Jerry Rice out there to, 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 to get the first down. If you can't get two yards, you don't deserve to move on. <laughs> if, 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 I mean, if your offensive line can't get you two yards. Right. So, you know, I, I question that also, you know, with the, the interception that should have been an interception when the ball was thrown to our safety and stuff like that. I think he panicked just a little bit, but it should have never came down to that. Right. And, and, and I know he took the, the heat for that. He took the, you know, he said it was my fault and stuff like that, which um, that takes a lot, you know, for him to be accountable. I think Tart, yeah. I, I think that takes a lot. But man, it, it never should have came down to that. It's, well, go Niners. It's never we'll just one Niners. play. So. And th- thanks a lot for letting me vent, guys. I, I, I appreciate that. Hey, that's <laughs> that's what that's that's what we're here for. At unfinished business, exactly. So, it's unfinished so, business. That's, that's exactly it. It's, it's just like hey, that's it's right. unfinished business for the Niners. Always on the next year. That's right. So, 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 so Jerry Jaquie, thank thanks again for joining the show. How did how did the how how did y'all's entrepreneurial journey begin? Well, I can hop on that. I'll, you want you yeah. want to start too quick? I'll start it off. Um, I would say like my first, I guess, entrepreneurial bug hit me sometime when I was dropping out of law school. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought to myself, like, I want to create something. I want to make something. And I had founded um, with a partner of mine in the Bay Area, a peer-to-peer marketplace for buying hair extensions. Um, this was a bug kind of like mid 2000, so like 20, this was like 2017, 2018, um, got super passionate about it. Like just really wanted to create something of value for people. I had noticed a problem, um, with hair extensions and, and, um, the customer service kind of surrounding the industry and hopped in, got deep in it and never looked back, you know, just never looked back. I think I get it from my parents, you know, um, my dad, obviously his work ethic and my mom, she's also entrepreneurial and learned a lot from them and um, very passionate about it. And that actually, that venture um, kind of got me to the point of um, building Go Fuel <laughs> because I was tired and needed energy <laughs> to um, kind of power my um, my pursuits through that marketplace. 
and do you still have do you still have the hair extension business too? It's still it's still live. Um, so it uh, so I, I do have a, another partner, and um, it you know to be honest, it it, it it's not as though um, it really 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 launched. You know, it was a lot of tech, a lot of building of the marketplace, just getting it live, um, and um, you know, getting some customers to adopt it and just starting. Um, and, uh, but then, and then GoField came about. So, um, so that now is my, obviously, this is my full-time, um, my full-time project currently, but uh, that was my first passion project, I would say, um, was the, was the beauty marketplace. Perfect. Well, let's pause there before we jump into GoField. Jerry, how did, how did your entrepreneurial journey begin? <laughs> my daughter, she got in touch with me and it's like, what, what I noticed with the San Francisco 49ers is when I first came into the league, it was all about family. And we we're like the first, uh, you know, energy drink family uh, owned company and stuff like that. So Eddie DeBarlo, it was all about family. It was all about caring for each other. And I think that's the reason why we built that dynasty of the San Francisco 49ers. And I wanted to do the same thing with Goldfield. So with my, when my daughter, you know, got in touch with me and she started talking about, uh, you know, energy drinks and all of that. And, and, you know, we came up with uh, Goldfield. Uh, it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up because I get the opportunity to actually work with my daughter. She's the CEO of my company and she's running everything. So that's how everything got, got started. But before we dive into Goldfield was, so after retiring from, from football. Is this your first entrepreneurial endeavor is, is goat fuel? Well, you know, I have, uh, you know, I have had so many opportunities after football, but this is something that I have completely poured my heart into because it's something I really believe in. And when people, I think when they, when they hear my name, they think about work ethic, they think about 20 years of football and it was all about what I put in my body uh, to perform the way I did and also to bring so much excitement to so many lives, you know, on that given day. That was the most important thing for me. If you paid your money and uh, you came to a ball game, I wanted you to witness something really special where you left that stadium and you said to yourself, like, oh, my God, I cannot believe how he made that catch or how he scored that touchdown. So that was the most important thing for me. And, and just to add to what you're saying, Ned, I, I know that with, with Goat Fuel, like we are family founded, right? Um, like it's, it was us. <laughs> um, and typically, you know, with dad, with all of your amazing endorsement deals and, you know, things you've been a part of, I think Goat Fuel was the first time that it was him in the driver's seat or co-piloting and like really rolling up you know, his sleeves and building something from the ground up and entrusting me. So it's been, it's an amazing journey. And I'm, I'm so thankful for, um, thankful for that dad. Just, you know, FYI. Okay. <laughs> one, one question I have, I, it's interesting. We've had the opportunity to work with lots of folks where it's sort of, you know, brother, sister, husband, wife, things of that nature, but this is a different dynamic. So I'd love to learn a little bit more about what's it, what's it like kind of given the dynamic that you've got? Well, I just stay out of the way. 
(laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's what most of the husbands say too. But it gets deep. Okay. Because not only do I have my dad as a co-founder and executive chairman, my husband is our co-founder and chief brand officer. And he's a Rams fan. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is that even allowed? <laughs> is he is he still so is he still part of the company? <laughs> yes. yes, he's still part of the company. Yeah. And, and uh, the robbery, the robbery that we had back with the Rams back in the oh house, it, it was brutal. Yeah. It was brutal. So, but you know, I, I'm like, you know what, you know, uh, Jaquie, he's a, he's a good guy. You know, Travion, he's a good guy. Yeah. You know, they love each other. They all of that. You know, so I'll welcome him in with <laughs> open arms. But it was hard because we go back and forth when we talking about you know Niners and yeah. Rams and all of that stuff. So he was yeah. he was asking me. He said, "Who are you going to root for during the Super Bowl?" That's a tough one <laughs> <laughs> because I was AFC too. I played AFC with the Raiders. That's right. Right. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Yeah. But the dynamic, I will say, look, I mean, it's, I, I wouldn't have it any other way um, because and this might sound good or bad because there's no boundaries, but we've had to learn to set boundaries if you know what that means. So obviously um, we can talk about goat fuel and that IDA at, any time of the day, any time of the night, <laughs> lots of sleepless nights, but um, learning the dynamic of trying to balance that out has been, um, we've had to be very intentional about that because we're, we're, we're excited about what we're building. And, and how do you think about roles and responsibilities in terms of the, those boundaries? Like who, who does what and how do you communicate key decisions? How are key decisions made? Yeah. How do you think about that as a team and a family? Yeah, yeah. Um, so as, as being the CEO um, and my husband being the chief band officer, I mean, really we, um, so we're, we're in the day to day, but my dad has been in every R&D meeting, making sales calls, um, tastings, everything. And so it's, you know, it's a very unique um dynamic because we just we talk all the time and when it comes to key decisions you know everyone's in a sense an equal partner right we are um but but uh with me being so deep in the business right my dad is trusting me you know it's 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 a major responsibility but the good thing is is not only just between us three we also have a great team of advisors that we lean on heavily because entering the space as a consumer, um, you know, I, I didn't have the the background. You know, I didn't. I really just came into beverage because I I was drinking energy drinks and I thought that there was a way to do something better. So immediately we had to try to comprise a team of advisors to help us navigate it. So I, I would say that you know we're a very close team. We talk all the time. We collaborate. We make decisions together. But then we also have a great team of advisors to help us navigate this space as just being passionate entrepreneurs wanting to create a product of value. <laughs> well, double clicking to what you just said in terms of wanting something better. Tell us a little bit more about goat fuel. Like what did you, you were drinking energy drinks. What were you finding that, that was missing and what did you want to create that was different? Yeah. So, um, 
as I was saying, I was a tired entrepreneur. I was trying to fuel myself living in LA at the time. And uh, me and my, me and my husband were just trying to power through that late night workout. And we got, we got tired of bringing our, uh, our pre-workout powders. And we started noticing in the gym that there were new offerings in the energy drink space, not like the conventional stuff, but stuff that, um, positioned itself as being more better for you. And we yep. started drinking it to fuel ourselves and power through that workout. Cause at that time, my dad was killing it, like done with Peloton by the time I'm waking up and I'm like, this is not okay. Like I need to go get it. Like this is, you know? So um, we started drinking energy drinks and um, we felt that they helped us, but I didn't really feel that good in my gut. Like I just didn't really feel that great. And I was getting the jitters at times and me and my husband started talking about like, well, what is it? What's going on here? Um, is there is there something that we could maybe create that didn't have those jitters um, that also motivated you to be great that had had some messaging and behind it and and that also um, had more variety of flavors that we thought would be appealing. So um, we started talking as a family. And also, this is around 2019, uh, mushrooms were becoming, yeah. I mean, they were just taking off. <laughs> loved them, loved them, was using them, adding, yeah. you know, the powdered mushrooms into my water. And I mean, mushroom is a, they have a whole kingdom in and of themselves. Like they're so intelligent, a host of benefits. So we loved it and we thought it would be interesting to include mushrooms into an energy drink because at the time coffee shops were offering them as add-ins to your lot, yep. your cappuccino. So he said, okay, instead of adding it to coffee, let's add it to an RTD like energy drink and kind of bundled this all up and said, dad, what do you think about this? <laughs> you know? Um, and, how, and how did that conversation occur? So, <laughs> so you and your husband said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to, we had this idea about an energy drink. Do you do like a family huddle? Like, yeah. so how, how, like what, what do you do to, to loop, to loop Jerry in and how did that conversation occur? And what questions, you know, what questions did you have, Jerry? <laughs> well, well, the questions for me is like, you know, if we're going to do a, a energy drink, it had to uh, fit my core values. That was, that was the most important thing because, you know, people like the, the, they think about me, they think about work ethic. So with the formulation, the right ingredients, all of those things. And, and those were the things that we actually, we talked about and uh, we got in alignment. And uh, once we did that, now it was just about the tasting, trying so many different drinks and stuff like that. But when we got the mixture the right way, I knew it was perfect. And because I basically didn't want it to taste like an energy drink. I wanted it to taste like if you were in, Las Vegas or something like that. You're hanging out by the pool and you decided to have a goat feel or something like that. You could pour it on ice and you could drink it. And it was refreshing. That, that was, you know, my main thought. Up until that point, just out of curiosity, because I know so much of sort of your reputation is about hard work, dedication, what you put in your body. Like, were you, were you already consuming energy drinks or had you in the past or? Well, well that's something I stayed away from because I was just like Jaqui and Travian, you know, the, with the jitters and all of that stuff. And, and we had to also be very careful of what you put in your body, you know, because you could get suspended for that. You know, if, uh, if uh, they had something in there right. that we, 
possibly didn't know about. So, you know, after, uh, you know, coming up with GoField and stuff like that, I just noticed that once I started drinking it, doing everything, it powered my workouts. And it says the energy that I get from that is amazing. You know, it could be, be post-workouts and stuff like that. Then the recovery also is just that natural uh, caffeine. And and the mushrooms, the adaptogens, you know, they're adaptogens. That's what we use. They're cordyceps. Yeah. They um, improve the way that your body utilizes oxygen. Um, they've been used to um, kind of boost VO2 max. So there's a performance element to them, but adaptogens adapt. So um, if you're like, it, 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 go feel is the only energy drink that I can drink, let's say at like eight o'clock at night when I'm going to the gym and I can still go to sleep, but I'll step, but I'll still feel the push through my workout and then be able to go to sleep at night. So when it also comes to the branding side, right, that term goat, that was a huge topic of conversation when we were creating this product, when in the early stages, just an idea, because the term goat was starting to become culturally relevant beyond just sports. We started noticing yeah. at least, you know, me and TJ being millennials constantly on social media, we're like, there's a goat of Jenga now. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, yeah. um, or, or, you know, people were just saying, you know, goat dad, hashtag goat mom. I'm like, you know, that term goat, it's taking on a life of its own beyond sports. And it should, because my dad has always talked about it as being a goat family. It's not just about him being the goat. It's, you know, everyone wants to be great. So it was just yeah. like, it was just the synergies of all of these things happening at once that really downloaded into just this product and naming it goat fuel. It's not, you know, Jerry Rice fuel or Jerry Rice drink. It's like the fuel to help you be great. And make you feel great while you're on your path of being great. So I remember when we talked about this before, I think it's amazing. You're able to get that trademark. I'm like, wow, you got that <laughs> trademark of goat, goat fuel. Like that's amazing. Like it's what a, what a great, what a great name. I love what you're explaining in terms of just everybody has, has the ability to be the goat of, of something. Right. And, exactly. and this, this is the beverage to help you to help that person get there. You know, tell, tell us a little bit more about where, you know, so like, you, you built this team of advisors. Like what, how did you then start a beverage company? Like, how did you, like, how's it been funded to date? Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, great question. It was an idea in 2019. And like dad was explaining, we just got deep in the formulation R and D we found an incubator in Los Angeles to help us understand um, yeah. you know, the supply chain and, you know, finding our vendors and the formulation and just um, and, and, and really helping us pull together the product. It was about the product. It's a product first. Yep. Um, and then, and then towards the end of the year, we started micro testing um, in the LA market, you know, putting it in um, 7-Elevens and uh, mom and pop, you know, grocery stores. And we had sold 65% of our inventory within uh, 45 days, just with no marketing top of 2020. That's when we launched. Yeah. And um, we had been right so before excited. the pandemic, <laughs> two months before the pandemic, we had been yeah. bootstrapped up until that point. Um, however, we had a major retailer on board wanting to do an exclusive nationwide launch and typical beverage. You're thinking distribution, distribution, retail, like that's the yeah. way to launch. And then, you know, come February, we had raised some seed capital. So finally, 
we had a vote of confidence from two angels that said yes. And we were able to raise our first money, which was a huge win for us. Um, and then we're forced to stay online for six months because the world, you know, shut oh, down. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so the retailer wanted to wait. They backed out. Yeah. A couple of distributors, you know, everything was shifting. Um, so we entered beverage in a non-conventional way, really by being D2C for the first six months, only D2C for the first six months um, of 2020 when we launched. However, it's a bit of a gift horse because we learned so much. I mean, going straight to the customer, we learned who our customer was. Um, we were able to lean into digital marketing, email, social media, and get so many learnings that benefited us when we actually went to market um, kind of midway through 2020, hired an EVP of sales who had, be a, who was a, had been a VP at Red Bull for 12 years to help us build out our distribution network. But we had so many learnings at that point. And honestly, I think it's been fun because we're, I mean, at the time, so we launched an, an app last April. And at the time, I think we were the first, the only energy drink that had an app for fulfillment. Now, there were other brands that had apps, but they were more like marketing kind of media platforms. But we extended our D2C from just purely, you know, desktop to an app because, you know, the majority of our customers are were mobile and now they can buy goat fuel within two clicks. And so we learned a lot and we leaned in. It was crazy, though. It was just it was so crazy because um, our plans, I mean, we had to completely pivot. What were a couple of those learnings that you mentioned that affected a couple of changes in the business? What did you learn through that experience that would that, that you changed before you launched in the retail? Well, what we learned was when we launched Goat Fuel and having my dad, right, there was a natural kind of, um, um, I guess, validation in a, in a sense given to our brand between because of yep. dad and what he stands for and his network. And we thought, okay, all we have to do is come, you know, come, keep getting the goats, you know, let's send the product, let's market to more goats, right? However, millennials and Gen Zs were the demographic gravitating to this new generation of energy drinks, right? The ones that, you know, it's not your dad's energy drink, right? <laughs> like, it's like, these are healthier versions, like, right. and there's a ton of variety. There's all these flavors, there's candy flavors. And what we learned was that was appealing and they appreciate obviously the legacy of goats. However, they really want to be great. And there's other athletes and people on the path to greatness. They may not be goats yet. However, there's something about the next generation that we should lean into. So it affected our decision in the types of ambassadors that we brought on. They were younger. They were younger athletes mm -hmm. that exhibited the work ethic, yep. the mindset, but they weren't goats yet. Like they were on the path. And we really leaned into that and it resonated with our customer, our positioning too, um, with in a sense redefining what that term goat, what that means. You're not already there, you're trying to get there and using that to, um, to, to, to connect to the customer at the, at the trade level, the vibrant colors and, you know, the candy flavors. And I think that's really, really, it, that's a big takeaway because being able to market to aspirational goats, 
like there's a lot more of those, right. Than actual goats. Cause I mean, that's kind of the point, right? Like to, to be a goat is, is you, you are kind of a one of one potentially in a particular category, but I think a lot of people are striving to become. So celebrating that I think makes a ton of sense. Right after the break, we'll be back with our featured guests, Goat Fuel co-founders, Jerry Rice and Jaquie Rice. Unfinished Biz is a VMG Partners production. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and catch up on more than 50 past episodes at unfinishedbiz.com. Follow us on our Unfinished Biz LinkedIn page for news and updates. And if you love the show, we love iTunes reviews. But now let's get back to our conversation with Jerry and Jaquie Rice, the co-founders of Goat Fuel. I think it's time for some of our signature questions. All right, drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> Up until now, I think it's been it's been really, really exciting learning more about the business. And I know there's been ups and downs, especially kind of given the fact that you launched during COVID. But was there a singular moment where it was sort of you had to bet the company, you put it all on the line? Uh, okay. Hey, Jaquie, I'm going to jump on that one. It was, the, <laughs> it was the changing of the cans because we had the limited of cans with Jerry Rice on the can. And I said, well, Jaquie, here's the deal. The drink got to sell itself. I need to take my name off the can. <laughs> and, and, and hold on, you're forgetting that we were at a production run, <laughs> literally about to run the labels as they were, but the labels were running late. <laughs> and dad saw it as an opportunity to say, actually, let's not, don't let those labels get here. We're going to make a change. <laughs> and we're all sitting there like now. He's like, yeah, now. I want my name off the can. <laughs> that was a crazy day. That's great. But that is a, I love that. Yeah, one. that is great. Jaquie, how did you react to that? Well, it wasn't completely unexpected. We had kind of been thinking about it, but to make it make that decision at our production run, literally, the lines are about to start running. It's just we realized our labels hadn't made it yet. Um, it was uh, it was bold, but it was one of those decisions that we, I think we all knew needed to be made. So why yeah. not just do it now? Do it now, do it now. If we all know that this is what we want to do, then let's just be brave and press the button. Let's just do it. Um, so it was wild. It was crazy at it. the time. Stop! <laughs> stop the presses! Stop presses! <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. love it. Take my name off. That, doesn't, that doesn't usually happen. Oh, I love that. That's great. And I have one more other story because this is to your point, um, Wayne, that you had brought up earlier about Goat Fuel, just the the IP and just being able to get that trademark. Yeah. When we launched online, our domain, uh, Goat Fuel, was owned by someone else, and we took we took a risk because we said, you know, we're going to still go ahead and launch. Our website is not goatfuel.com. It's goat official, but we're going to launch anyways and figure this thing out behind the scenes. And um, we were able to kind of covertly acquire the domain um, before, yeah. you know, anyone knew that we were building what's now a multi-million dollar business. Um, but it was a little scary. Like we had to move in faith knowing that we would get that domain. Cause what would it look like if we never got it? What would it look like if That's now right. we're still building and we're goat fuel, but our website, you know, and everything domain related is goat official would have been such a disconnect, but we knew we'd get it. 
And uh, that was another bold decision. Did you get extorted for it? I mean, we've seen this happen a bunch of times where, you know, someone squats on a URL domain and then they they try to extort people when they try to buy it, even though they're not doing anything. Exactly, with it. Wayne. So there was a squatter on the domain, but they didn't know anything yeah. about what we were building. We actually got a private investigator on it, to be honest. <laughs> so we got away pretty much scot-free and uh, it was awesome and it but it was it was another leap of faith <laughs> well you know outside of that you know outside of the, making the labels you know could you tell me about a a particular high point in the entrepreneurial journey to date number one i will say a high point was just that initial vote of confidence that seed money you know um that that was huge it gave us it gave us a chance to launch after that, um, to see goat fuel on the shelves, oh man, that, I mean, liquid, getting liquid in a can was a a huge moment for us. Cause you're like, wow, we actually got it in the can. Like it's a product. Yay. But then to see that can live on the shelves and, and being as many doors, I mean, that it is in now and provide value, like, I, 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 our sales team now, they're constantly just sending pictures of, you know, our placements and it just, it, it just keeps me going. It's exciting every time to see something that you create live out in the world. Yeah. And I, I'm like a stalker. What I do, I go to different <laughs> stores. I go to different stores and, and if I know uh, Gofield is in that store, I just walk around and just the appreciation of seeing it on the shelves and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's kind of cool. Love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, being an entrepreneur is not always rainbows and unicorns. Is there a is there a particular low point in the journey to date? Um, I mean, as we all know, the entrepreneurial journey, um, yes, highs and lows. Um, you kind of try to stay on an even keel, which sometimes it sacrifices the high moments a little bit just so you can stay afloat in the lows. I I mean, I would say um for me personally, it, it it's just um Low points in reality were for me in 2020 with being a CEO and pitching investors on a plan that we just completely couldn't deliver on at that time. Um, It was, you know, that's just, that wasn't a part of the plan. And it was definitely, um, it was a challenging time. But like I said, there was silver lining and learnings from that, that now when I look back, I'm like, you know, that, that really made us be better. You know, we're, and and to be honest, with being a startup in beverage, we are nimble, and we're going to come continue to keep pivoting. And it's actually a strength because it affords us opportunities to make certain um, kind of decisions for the company or go in a direction that maybe more legacy companies can't go because they're not as nimble. Yeah, hey, hey guys, for me, I'm not used to people saying no to me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you know, you know, you make the presentation and you think uh, the people see your vision uh, and you think they're going to come on board. You think they're going to invest and stuff like that. Then they take a, a different route. So but that's just part of it now. And, and I think uh, I think I, I can deal with that so much better now. Well, now that you guys are through that moment, what's what's keeping you up at night? <laughs> Go fuel. 
she says it doesn't. No, 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 she no. Says yeah. it, doesn't. it doesn't keep you up at night. Let let let, let me uh, you know correct that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just here's the thing, though, guys. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's all about the preparation, and I used to visualize games the night before. You know, because we always put the first 15 plays in. I knew the opportunities that I was going to have, uh, you know, doing those 15 plays. It's the same thing with Gofield. Because if I'm if, if I have to call distributors and stuff like that the next day, I have to be on point. And, you know, I got to I got to know exactly what to say. I, I, I got to know exactly how to make the presentation and stuff like that. So that pretty much keeps me up all night long. You know, because I'm I'm thinking about how I'm gonna make that presentation. Yes. Yeah, you're getting ready. And he did that yeah. when you were playing in the league too. Do the same thing. So, <laughs> um, for me, what keeps me up at night is I feel like we are just living on a precipice of just a world that's changing so fast. I mean, we launched. I mean, literally to to me, it just it, it makes sense because we launched in a world that was changing, and it's continuing to change. And I think that what keeps me up at night, it's not anything negative or worry. It's just like, how do we be a part of where things are going? You know, um, we launched online. That's not how you do beverage. We have an app. Um, that's not how, you know, kind of people typically had ordered beverages before. Um, and, and with this whole Web3 and just where the world is going, it's like, I think we have the opportunity to still be nimble, be first, take advantage, and maybe be at the forefront of something new and really kind of plant our flag down in a way. So I'm always thinking about um, ways to continue to be innovative in a, in a world that is changing so quickly, because beverage has been done a certain way for such a long time, but it's such an exciting time because there's a lot of disruption in different ways. And if you just kind of, you know, our heads are down so much. If we just lift our head and say, oh, wow, where, where are we going? And we, um, you know, decide to maybe give it a try and experiment and try new things. I think that we have an opportunity to take up some real estate. Well, Wayne, I think we've seen so many beverages. Honestly, it's actually across categories where celebrities have started to really lean in. And they're usually front and center for most of these brands. It doesn't matter if it's in beverage, alcohol, beauty. beauty. Yeah, all these spots. But honestly, Jaquie and Jerry chose to go in a different direction. Um, you know, it wasn't really all about Jerry, just plastered onto the side of a can. They decided that it was more important for everybody to feel like they could be a goat. We can be the goat too, Robin. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> but to your point, you know, the energy drink category is certainly not for the faint of heart, a very crowded category. But I think they have a really exciting approach of pairing this concept that everybody can be the goat with a unique formulation with the uh, with the adaptogens where, you know, what they claim is that it eliminates the, um, you know, the jitters from, from, from most energy drinks that are out in the market today. Yeah, and to your point, it is super competitive. I don't think Jerry Rice really hears no when he's in competition. That doesn't seem like a thing for him, but, you know, it really speaks to how hard this category truly is. They may say no occasionally to Jerry Rice when it comes to fundraising, but they're certainly not saying no to Jerry at the Super Bowl. You know, what we heard from him on predictions related to the Super Bowl, but like multiple companies asking him to be a brand ambassador. And you're going to learn all about that now. I do a lot of endorsement stuff. You know, I do a lot of charity work and stuff like that just to break everything up. But yeah, you know, it's like you have to get away. 
you have to get away. You you yeah. got to try to take your mind off it, you know, just for a little bit. Then uh, it's almost like you get re-energized. Then it's like if I get a call from Jaquie or something like that, and she said, hey, look, Dad, I need you to do this. I need you to do that or something like that. I'm I'm ready to go. But, yeah, you know, I, I still love the game of golf and uh, just out there building my brand. That's that's very important. You know, even though the Niners are not in the Super Bowl, but I still have to go to the Super Bowl because I have so many appearances and stuff like that and so many obligations. And I never want to let the people down. Who are you cheering for? Uh, I think Rams or Bengals or no or neither. I'm, I'm going for both. Oh, Jerry, come on now. Jerry, who, who are you really rooting for? I'm, you know what? I, I, I play M- A- AFC too, so and NFC. So, but I think probably the advantage is going to go to the Rams. They're playing home. They're playing home. They're going to have all that energy and stuff like that. In the last so you heard game, here first. Jerry Rice oh, is rooting for the Rams. <laughs> he's rooting for the Rams, and he's predicting a Rams victory. I know this is going to get, probably get back to uh, uh, TJ, uh, Travion, and stuff like that. And his head is probably so big right now, he can't carry it around. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. you know, I, I just feel like the Rams, they have a legitimate chance of winning at home, just like Tampa Bay did because they were the host team. Uh and they were the first team to ever be the host team to win the Super Bowl at home. I think the Rams going to do the same thing. So, Jaquie, t- tell me, what do you what do you like to do outside of Go Fuel? Outside of Go Fuel, so um, in a past life, I was a a singer. Really? Oh wow! <laughs> you didn't get it from me. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my husband too. So we have a passion for for making music. I mean, we have a little studio in our apartment. I think it's an awesome outlet. Um, we don't get to do it as much as we, we used to, what we, we'd like to, but music is super therapeutic. I love it. And I love um, making it. So that's something that I can kind of zone out and get into every now and then. This is the signature game of unfinished biz. You know, you're, you're, you're called goat fuel. I mean, let's see if you can be the goat of the rapid fire game. It's trying to get through as many as you can. Y'all ready? We're going to alternate. Uh-huh. And and we're going to start with you, Jaquie, and then we'll go to you, Jerry. Y- y'all ready? Yeah. I think so. Okay, here we go. Let's let's do it. All right. Sweet potato or regular French fries? Regular fries. Aisle or window seat, Jerry? Aisle. Running or walking? Running. <laughs> Work from home or office? Home. Beach or mountains? Beach. Oh, this is going to be good. Love winning or hate losing? Hate losing. (laughs) Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. (laughs) Passenger or driver? Driver. Night or morning? (laughs) Night. Hot coffee or iced coffee? Go fuel! I figured that. <laughs> fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Oh, this will be good. Concert or sports game? Concert, music, <laughs> musician over here. <laughs> Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Watch sports or play sports? Play sports. What game, card game or board game, would you bring with you to a deserted island? 
Dad, that's you. <laughs> I know, I know it's me, but I'm a ass. <laughs> Monopoly, Monopoly, I don't know. <laughs> You're in Monopoly, it is. Uh, the last great book you read or movie you watched? Yeah, well, my favorite, hey, my favorite movie, you can go Gladiator, you can go Sea Biscuit, uh, you can go uh, The Greatest Showman and stuff like that. And I could just watch that over and over again. <laughs> last question What advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs? Jaqui, we'll start with you, then Jerry. Always be thinking about why you're doing it, obviously, um, because if you can remember your why in the moments when things aren't making sense or not going right, or even when they get super high, it'll just keep you focused on your your core mission. And and also, I would say just continue to just get the right people around you, um, not just from the team side, just the right mentors, friends, other founders network um, because a lot of the journey is just it's it's not in what is uh, very straightforward it's an, a lot of a lot of it lies in the liminal space and you need the right people kind of around to just help you understand the way to, to go when things aren't very clear <laughs> wise words Jerry I think just to keep an open mind and uh, and just be ready and prepare when the opportunity comes your way. And uh, the most important thing is probably just love what you do. I mean, totally commit to it 100%. You know, that's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, but it's like, once you down, you know, it's, are you going to get back up and you're going to start swinging again? So those are my, you know, my thoughts. That's sage, that's sage wisdom from the GOAT, the GOAT of wide receivers in the NFL. But you guys are GOATs well, too. You guys are the greatest of all time. <laughs> hey, hey, Jerry, uh, uh, that means the world to me. Thank we'll you. Take I, it. Uh, we'll take it. Jerry Rice said, we're, 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 we're the goats of something, Robin. Yeah. yeah. Well, Probably Jenga. What, well, exactly. Maybe we're, maybe we're the, the Jenga goats that, that Jaquie was talking know. about. So, know. well, Jaquie and, and, uh, and Jerry, thanks for joining us, Unfinished Biz. That was a lot of fun. And best of luck with goat fuel. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Appreciate, Appreciate it, guys. You've been listening to Unfinished Biz. I'm Wayne. And I'm Robin. The GOAT. Absolutely. We'll be back next time with another illustrious guest. Who will it be? That's next time on Unfinished Biz. These are the opinions of Robin and Wayne and our guest entrepreneur and are not necessarily the opinions and thoughts of VMG partners. And now a word from our lawyers. This is not an offer to buy or sell. Entrepreneurs interviewed on this podcast may not be associated with VMG businesses and discussions of their companies should not be viewed as an endorsement by VMG.